1: Well, hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. Hey. Yes, thank you, Mark, for joining us. And we actually have a very special, a very special guest today. The
2: way you're saying special implies like he's like, oh, he's cute, he's good, he's a special. No, he's
1: quotation marks special. In every sense of the word. special guy. However you define special, that is our guest today. And his name is the infamous... The sexy, the beautiful, uh, oh. the cute butt Jordan. Howdy. Woo,
3: yeah, yeah! Woo, yeah, <laughs> It's great and to people be back. The wild. Yeah.
4: Get get the get the crew back together. Oh, get the yes. band back together. The original and they said we we said we would never do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'd never do a reunion show. Yeah. This is the reunion tour. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, Jordan, it's great to have you back. It's been a long time mm-hmm. since you've been on. Yeah, I, I don't, don't even know the last time.
4: It's it, uh, been about a year. Yeah, I would say.
2: Well, it's that's life. A
4: year? You Holy know, crap. you blink and then all Ever of a sudden, since this whole all this COVID bullshit. <laughs> 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 oh.
1: Yeah, life has taken a weird turn in the past year, but it's great to have you on the show. You're doing good. Obviously, excellent. Yeah, yeah. I can tell that your muscles are looking particularly nice today. <laughs> really, I feel
4: fat, but I. How much of how much weight have you put on in COVID? I, I, I've literally been the same weight. Oh my god, <laughs> good <laughs> man. Lucky, Has it been I mean, up or down? It's just been.
1: I have put on e- a recognizable fifteen to twenty pounds. <laughs> I think <laughs> you, like nice you toy. and Mark just literally we traded just weight. We just yeah. 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 every pound that he
4: shed, I gained. <laughs> Because Mark is like... "Uh." Probably one of the only people I've seen who's actually lost weight. Yeah, you know, I'm thriving and, right now. <laughs> lost I'm flourishing. Is that, is that because of, that. of malnourishment? Or because, <laughs> <laughs> because you're being starved? Or? He only gets <laughs> fed once every yeah, two th- days. There's a
2: lot of factors involved. You know? Laziness is, I'm not going to lie, another factor. You know?
1: it's, just, <laughs> it's just all there. Uh, well, today with uh, Jordan, we are going to do a really cool episode. One of my favorites. Yeah. Style of episodes. I love them. Well, why don't you tell us what it is going to be? Oh, okay. Before so, we actually get into everything, what's the episode? Oh, it's
2: just a Beastier and Herborium
4: episode, part Ooh. three.
2: You like animals? Yeah. You like plants? Yeah. yeah.
4: Next we got to do a Pokemon crossover with uh, (laughs) Warhammer. (laughs) Got to catch all the... Catch all the beasts. (laughs) All
2: the Pokemon powers come from the warp. So instead of like Pikachu lightning bolting, yeah, yeah. warp. They're psychers. That's a fun world. I like it all of a sudden. Yeah,
4: I now want to get into Pokemon. I feel like a fan film is coming on. Funded by (laughs) (laughs) Warhammer.
1: Just people in like onesies as like the Pokemon. Like you just buy a
4: Pikachu onesie and now that's your
1: Pikachu.
4: No, no, the like. Pokemon are like Warhammer. Animals. Oh, yeah. Okay. But you got to catch them with, you know, Pokeballs. I see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, we're gonna uh, just mention a couple of things. So uh, go check out Let's Talk Warhammer. That's our our I'm, our
1: sister podcast.
2: I, that feels weird. Our I child want... podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Our <laughs> our stepchild podcast. Yeah.
2: There. There's enough distance for me. That feels appropriate. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we talk about. or they on that show? They talk about a community, what's going on, events. They have people from our Discord on the show to you know share what they're working on, all that kind of cool stuff. They play games. They do all types of madness. It's much. It's a
1: much more fun podcast than yeah. ours. Ours yeah. is much, very dry. Yeah, <laughs> compared to that, humorless. One. Some would say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lacking in anything good. Others might say, um, but they're doing something special in one of their. Yeah, next so on episodes. this episode,
2: they're talking what's beyond the galaxy. So they're just gonna just. I don't even know. Like, I'm not on that episode. They're going to extrapolate, I think. Yeah, it's maybe Star Wars in 40K. What (laughs) happened? I don't know. What's beyond the galaxy? Go check it out. Pokemon?
1: Pokemon? (laughs) Yeah. I
2: don't know. Hard to say. Hard to say. (laughs) Uh, And also, we have our Discord, so come check out our Discord. Um, If you don't know what it is, you can just download, like, a quick app. It's a chat room type thing.
1: It's really cool. It is really cool. It's a really easy way to stay connected with us, too. Uh, I'm in it. Pretty frequently. Some would say too often <laughs> well, uh, because I lack anything else to do. You're
2: showering and that's all life. we can ask of you. you know? <laughs> Am I though? Uh.
4: <laughs> it's been a minute. I, maybe this week I have. I can't remember. Have you guys tried, um, uh, what's it called, Clubhouse? No. No, what okay. is it? That's like the new the rage. Apparently, I haven't tried it either, but a bunch of people are on it now. Uh, oh, but so it's, it's very like a community chat. platform. It's thing. similar to Discord, but I think you can only do voice chat. You can't do. There's no uh. text chat. Oh, available. Yeah, it, but that's like intentional. So that sounds that's right. like a great yeah. platform for people to just yell at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going to go on there. I was just wondering,
4: not not for any particular reason. I was just wondering if you guys got in on that. Well,
2: I'm not very hip and up to date (laughs) with all the social media
1: stuff. I don't even have a Facebook still. So never did, never will.
4: That's That's not true. I
3: think you
1: have like six different profiles (laughs) from the times you made it just once. Because you're like, I need to message one person one time. Yeah,
2: damn it. I need a Facebook account so I can download this video game so I can get 50
1: extra credits.
2: (laughs) Fine. Fine. You got me mobile game
1: i'm actually uh (laughs) on your discord jordan oh yeah your your uh, star Star wars Wars.
4: yeah 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 thanks for coming on (laughs) no
1: it's cool i like every once in a while it's nice to (laughs) cleanse the palette of of warhammer (laughs) and just hop over and see i'm
2: gonna recycle all the memes christian sends me onto there and then i'm gonna look so funny
1: (laughs) you'll look so like current (laughs) yeah exactly all this yeah yeah (laughs) that will be good yeah um yeah, I don't know. Should
2: we go donate to our Patreon? Whatever. Oh yeah, do, you do can a, you can find us. You on, can give us money <laughs> on lots of things. Yeah, there's things yeah. out there. Okay, let's start the episode. Let's
1: do it. I, I'm excited. I am too. To I get love into these. this. So uh, today's um, the bestiary and herbarium episodes. We pick specific books. Yeah, and we highlight or comb through and pick apart the cool plants and animals that are all throughout these things. Yeah. Uh, so with today's episode they are coming from the white dwarf issues 291 292 and 313 yeah and then there's also this cool
2: website it's called like 40k rpg tools Mm mm-hmm and it has over 2,000 bestiary creatures on it. And okay. there's one or two that I scam from there as well because I found it. I'm like, that's cool. And I didn't want to lose it. I didn't want to forget about it. So I slammed it in there. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> you, you, there you go. You put it in. <laughs> yeah, You exactly. put the
4: circle shape in the triangle slot.
1: <laughs> I made it work. <laughs> that's right.
4: You know, I have to say, to too, uh, this will be a fun episode because whenever I'm playing like a video game, one of my favorite things is like the... The animal codexes or whatever. Mm, okay. Is. Yeah. All, like, yeah. Really, like, yeah. Like you kill an animal, yeah, one time yeah. and then
1: it has an entry. Yeah, you get like,
4: a, I'm like, yeah. you get a yeah. little fluff about it. I feel stuff. like this is that.
1: <laughs> it really is, and what's really nice about this one is you don't need to know about Ultramarine history to do this. Right, right. <laughs> you yeah. can just dive right into cool things. Yeah. So I, I really like these episodes, and obviously you guys do too. Yeah. So here
2: you but, go. But
4: also, sorry to interrupt. Also, it's like. It, I I think one of the huge parts about like science fiction universe building is like the creatures that you create, right? Yeah, like yeah. The, the, Not the going away from like the humanoid creatures into like the actual the crazy
1: alien stuff you get like really diverse like life forms and being like hey what if we have an entire planet where nobody has eyes yeah or nobody has a mouth how how do they still eat and stuff like that so I agree
2: watching the other day that had like. A bunch of cool aliens.
1: Uh, Lilo and Stitch.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it has, the gal- it has the Galactic
1: Federation or whatever. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of cool aliens. It very yeah. much makes you think of the Star Wars Senate. Sure. In the Republic. Yeah, but it's just this. And they're very varied yeah. in that one, too. They're not all the same. So. Yeah,
2: you, you need you need creatures on a planet. You need good planets as well. There's some really cool planets on here. Also, even Luther McIntyre. I was just going <laughs> to say. That pops up again. Yeah, of so, course you know, you it does. Need, you need a couple things for her. <laughs> uh, so why don't you uh, start it off, Mark? Okay. So the first one we're talking about is a Necromunda Millasaur, and its threat level is low. Infesting the most di- disused areas of the Necromunda's underhive, Millasaurs appear as gigantic centipedes, some growing as large as even seven feet in length with an armored rock-like hide. They're ambush predators, preferring to lie in wait for their prey to come close. Once a potential target is, is within reach, the millisaur will then scuttle from its hiding place with remarkable uh, remarkable speed under its rows of razor-sharp teeth to bite the poor unfortunate victim and inject them with its potent venom. I so, don't like
1: it. I don't like lots of legs. It's seven feet long. <laughs> yeah. It has an armored rock-like hide. And it's it's venomous?
2: Yeah, it's
4: venomous.
1: venomous. And, and it can tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does it tunnel? Oh no no no! It, it just lies in wait, so it has it a hiding to place. And it scuttle around too. Yeah yeah. Its,
4: yeah it, it's not really like, um, uh, like a, I don't know, a burrowing creature. It's more like a centipede.
1: Yeah, it right? just hides, yeah. like how a centipede hides under rocks and logs and stuff. Yeah. I love the artwork. How it has like the, like just hard. It looks gross, like, weird, like weird barnacle. type Yeah, things. barnacles. That's a good way. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. It's just covered the back of it, and then just a massive mouth full of teeth. <laughs> yeah. Are they good to eat? I'm sure. In Necromunda, everything. (laughs) If you don't eat it, it eats you.
2: (laughs) Well, let's learn more about the poison before we go (laughs) and just start eating this thing. So this toxin will incapacitate virtually any creature the Millisaur attacks, allowing it to drag them off into its lair, where it may then consume the victim at its leisure. That's Ah, nice.
1: It's nice to make sure that you can leisurely consume your food. Mm -hmm. No one wants to rush. You get the hiccups. You get some indigestion. (laughs) It's not a great time.
2: Uh, What's crazy too, so some underhives, um, psychers have learned to use their abilities to control millisaurs and use them both as servants and living weapons. While these beasts are no more domesticated, their mental bond with the psycher is strong and they will do their master's bidding even if this means the death of the millisaur. Beast masters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So for some reason, this is one of those, another one of those kind of like psychic pets like the Eldar
4: Lee. That little fox like creature. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Well, that one... Is this, like, the only creature uh, Psyker, these psychers can control? Or is it, like, specific to this Millisaur? It just reason? seems
2: like these ones, they can
4: do it easier. There's okay. just some type yeah. of...
2: Like, maybe it just doesn't have any brain,
4: so it's so easy to overpower it.
1: Right, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's. I don't think I've ever seen that there's, like, a list of um, <laughs> animals that, like, are really well-known to be Psyker slaves or whatever. But this one, it just must be easier yeah. Um, there are some creatures though that are like warp
2: sensitive even if they're not like sensitive of course the stuff, crotalids so, yeah, like there exactly. are creatures
1: that yeah. live and like spend time in the warp or have their own connection to it but I would assume that any creature that has like a its own connection to the warp is probably going to be harder to manipulate hmm. through the warp than anyone that doesn't because they might already have some kind
4: of natural defense against it
2: that's true sure
4: now maybe a listener would know this but uh this is like a millipede cent- slash centipede type creature. However, it is carnivorous. It, are there any millipedes in our universe on Terra that are carnivorous or are they all? Are you talking about in 40K or on Earth? No, on Earth. Like a right now? Yeah, right now. Carnivorous
1: millipedes. <laughs> I'm not much of a bug knowledge guy. I like playing with them and that's... How we got centipedes are carnivores. Oh, are they? And millipedes are primarily detritivores. Um oh. So they feed primarily on decaying organic matter. Hmm. Oh. And they may eat the roots
4: and leaves of seeding plants. Okay. Yeah. It's, I kind of in my mind, I thought more just they ate leaves, but hmm. there you go. There's, you can learn something new There you day. go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, these uh, ones these are, uh, are real. <laughs>
2: Like, if there's a nuclear blast and one of these are
1: there... They one mutates. Th- yeah. They mutate into that. Exactly. A <laughs> yeah. seven-foot-long, yeah. <laughs> toxic, rock centipede. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that is threat level low. Yeah.
2: That's low? Uh, apparently... That that makes it seem like I have a fighting chance. And I'm telling you, I do not have a fighting chance. Maybe
4: compared to, like, a space marine. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, who's fighting these things? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that isn't a big deal.
1: Literally curb stomps it. That was no contest. (laughs) Okay, uh, next one we have is the Glovian Stinger. And this is another threat level low. Akin to the small flying wasps or bees commonly seen on Terra... The Glovian stinger is a monstrous specimen covered in a thick fur weighing approximately 50 kilograms and boasts an impressive two meter wingspan. (laughs) Uh, The creatures reside in towering spires constructed of dried mud and debris. Often these spires dominate large areas of Glovia, which makes traveling through their wastelands a taxing endeavor. Some would say not worth it. Yeah. It's a cool image, like just like
2: the wasteland you see like these like mud stacks yeah off in the distance and you hear buzzing every now and again Ooh. it
1: makes me it reminds me of a uh termite mounds yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. grow up but um i don't know there's the silithids in world of warcraft <laughs> okay i have no idea <laughs> uh they're a really really old they're from classics and they're just these massive bug creatures that put like growth and stuff everywhere. Okay, and it yeah, it reminds see them. me yeah, yeah. they like transform entire yeah. um landscapes into like their own stuff. And that yeah, kind of makes the me the
2: perfect kind of. Yeah, exactly. That's what it makes me think of. Yeah, just a mound and just buzzing. And like keep in mind this Swarms. mound is like a
1: 100
4: feet tall. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, they're almost okay. almost locust like.
1: Yeah. Um okay, I would like to uh Clarify, not clarify, I'd like to point something out though. Uh, When agitated, these creatures will administer a potent venomous sting to the hapless soul. Most do not survive. (laughs) They're saying that like it's the venom that kills you. But let's not forget the fact (laughs) that the stinger on a 50 kilogram bee is literally (laughs) just going to punch a hole. Into your chest. Yeah.
4: it's like a bolt. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now there's a, a four inch gaping wound yeah. in your body. N- no amount of venom matters at yeah. that point.
2: Fine. It's it's a flesh fine. wound. As long as you don't take the
1: stinger out, you'll be fine. <laughs> there's just this thing protruding <laughs> yeah. from your chest as you're walking through the wasteland. Um, these creatures. So the Glovian stinger hardly ever strays from the hive alone, and they usually hunt. Oh, so they hunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, in groups of five or
2: more. Yeah, they're not pollinators. They're
1: <laughs> not that kind of bee. Uh, although naturally non-aggressive, the stingers will become hostile towards anything they feel is a danger to the spire. Cool. That's cool, like think of like there's a queen yeah and she has all her workers i pretty much picture it exactly like <laughs> you how, ever like see uh, bees yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah. yeah the movie <laughs> that's how i picture it <laughs> So they fall in love with humans? Yes. Or they Drill the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh.
4: Kakuna. You, what? Are you playing
2: Pokemon recently or No, I just remember got... that from my childhood. That was it, like It's fine, you can tell us if you yeah, are. Yeah, Jordan, but... I like Pokemon. <laughs> I got a rare Pokemon I'm looking to trade on Dell. <laughs> you got any shinies, bro?
1: <laughs> so yeah, these are uh just big bugs. Big flying wasp like Meat eaters,
2: I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They're nice. Uh, Up next
4: is the uh, Magmakin, threat level, sorry, moderate. Oh, so we've seen two lows now and we're on our first moderate. Yeah, now we're getting, we're turning up the heat. Um, Ooh, (laughs) I like what you did. Literally and metaphorically, (laughs) (laughs) pun intended. Okay. The uh, resilient Magmakin make their homes in extremely hot and hostile climates. Often seen in the proximity of gas vents or active volcanoes, magma can thrive by absorbing heat and carbon from lava flows and adding it to their own bulk. So I guess they eat lava. That's so cool. I, I
1: kind of wonder if they make me think of like hippos but for lava. Like do they just live in rivers of lava? Like they just wander out of it when they need to. Oh, no, no,
2: no. they like the Minecraft little lava creatures oh yeah <laughs> oh, i don't know those <laughs> i got you now i'm sad they make nice noises
4: yeah it is interesting uh, like i is it like their their veins are molten or something is that the uh depiction they're going for <laughs> yeah yeah oh there's the striders oh in the
1: um the other world whatever it's called yeah what's that i don't nether
4: yeah the nether, nether. the nether yeah like it
1: there are these quadrupedal beasts and it looks like they have molten skin with rocks covering them, but I doubt yeah. it's actually molten skin. Like I think it's just Or maybe
4: know. like their blood is just like so hot it it it's it's uh, depicted that way, but it's yeah. not actually. It's just very hot, warm blooded mm, right. creatures. Very warm I mean,
1: yeah, because they obviously consume lava. Yeah.
4: Right, so. <laughs> Man, you got to have a real hard stomach. <laughs> the iron stomach. Yeah. Uh, their epidermal layer is composed of dried lava that is as hard as rock and as resilient as a carap- as carapace armor. So, you got to think that someone actually fought
1: them and was like, "Damn, that's as hard as carapace <laughs> Damn, armor." <y'all>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also
4: another creature that has like a rock like Mm-hmm. Uh, outer layers of yeah. skin yeah but that, at least this one I, I like
1: at least they have an explanation for why this one is rocks like it just it consumes rocks and then it has all that <laughs> crap in its body and it yeah it puts it, it. Out, yeah like exactly sweats it, lava almost it's like it's building lower. salt crystals or something huh. in rock formation or yeah.
2: something but
4: <laughs> that millisaurus it just has rocks on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh... Interesting how um, creatures in 40k adapt with uh, rock epidermis. Uh, <laughs> they're highly territorial. Uh, these fiery creatures will protect their domain and their young fiercely against intruders, and often charge headlong into the enemy with reckless abandon. So. They definitely look like they are. The creature that throws their weight around.
1: Um, yeah, you yeah. ever see like stegosaurus is how in land before time. <laughs> yeah, tell me more. Isn't that a great? Take me
2: on this journey. Yeah, they That's like
1: nostalgic. Yeah, <laughs> they make them look like they just throw their weight around and they like put their back to their young and then charge at whatever enemy is. That's mm. what these guys make me think of. I can just see them tucking their head down, like right between their arms and just smashing into whatever (laughs) is in front of them with their massive rocks on their back.
4: Yeah, I mean, I guess like uh, kind of like a bull or rhinoceros. Yeah, exactly. They don't look like that, but that's how they would charge at Mm -hmm. at something.
1: They have these like really, really massive front legs, really thick. Yeah, And then their back legs. They look like
2: lava gorilla frogs. So gorilla (laughs) body made of lava with a frog head.
4: That's right, yeah. Uh, I see it. And, like, stegosaurus uh, fins, yeah, dorsal yeah, fins. Yeah. Don't forget those, yeah.
1: <laughs> People are just, they just have a bunch of animal characteristics, and they're just throwing darts on the
2: wall yeah, yeah. and seeing Just what like what a mix hit.
4: mix and match of. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, up next, we got the Calarax? Calithrax. Calithrax, okay. That's just like is... old days. Hey, Jordan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Threat level high, you guys. (laughs) Your threat level is high right now to me. I don't like it. Uh, So these monstrous insectoids are truly a terror to behold. Behold. They make their homes beneath the jungle floor and use their powerful claws to burrow deep into the earth in order to initiate a surprise attack on the prey. The Calorothrax fiend is known to grow to the size of a truck and is basically composed of five segments. uh, Five segments. The head is covered in a thick chitin with three protruding eyes and a massive claw arms like coming out of the side of the head. Uh, then the next couple body segments each have like, uh, just like a little circle and then huge talon legs coming off of them, which are all capable of piercing tanks. It's quite a weird shape.
1: Yeah. It's almost like the body is a cylinder, but it's made of segments, but it's a very tiny, tiny cylinder, especially compared to the ratio of leg to body.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, and, uh, it also has a final segment that ends in a barbed tail that it used for bashing anything like. Like, gets close. It has a bunch of spikes on the end mm-hmm. of it and, you know, all types of deadly shit. Those um, claws are huge. Yeah. Um. Those claws are old one-eyes claws, oh, if you're looking at this conversion. So, that okay. gives you, like, a scale of how big that model
1: actually is on tabletop. Yeah, yeah. Those are three big eyes, too. Yeah. yeah. It's a very alien-looking creature. Yeah, yeah.
2: Look, this one even has more rock-like growths on it. <laughs> what the heck is going on? Yeah,
4: those are... Uh... Like barnacles. There's a theme.
1: <laughs>
4: um, I mean it does look armored as well. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: I mean it has the chitin, right? Yeah. So Is that how you say it? I say
4: it. I always said a chitin.
2: Yeah. Civilized chitin? people say chitin. Everyone else like, you know contrarians? That's what you call people <laughs> just have to be difficult? <laughs>
4: And say is that Kiten? what it is?
2: I think so. Yeah. I,
4: no, you're definitely wrong. It's that's not <laughs> what they're called. Well, I think like chitin or chitin, whatever it is. I've only read it in video games. Oh, and it has I don't CH. think i Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard.
1: I I have done that all the time. Uh, words I definitely pronounced wrong. Chaos. Oh, really <laughs> no. yeah you never it's, heard anyone say that like before you read it no i mean i read it probably pretty early on but yeah i definitely read it as chaos uh, um
2: chaos is strong <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm pretty Jeez. sure island i messed up all the time mm. uh and wednesday that made no sense to me mm. how does Wednesday? yeah turn true. to wednesday
2: Arkansas or Kansas, you know, it's all just fucking shenanigans out there when it comes to English. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, So, this creature is notoriously resilient. Those who have been fortunate enough to survive an encounter with one often tell tales of wounds inflicted on the Calithrax fiend, closing up before their very eyes. So it has, like, regenerative
1: abilities. Uh, I mean, first of all, how do you even get through the chitin? Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Like, it looks so thick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so they burrow underneath a jungle and then they just surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Attack.
2: It's like a giant crab, basically. It's tank size crab.
4: (laughs) Yeah. The size of a truck. Like it looks like it has wings too, but I, I don't know what you would call those.
2: Putu weird.
1: Maybe they're like they're sensory things. You yeah. know, they like whi- quiver in the air or something, and they're like trying to sense <laughs> air movements. Yeah, or, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, I swear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like snakes use their tongue. <laughs> yeah, and bugs—they just have these antennae. And they're just yeah,
4: like, yeah, yeah quiver and the world's me. full of
1: neat and interesting creatures
4: like, cats whiskers aren't they similar mm.
1: like, even our hairs
4: yeah they function kind of like that i don't believe yeah. you
1: that's
2: where i draw the line that's where you draw the line. <laughs> here's the line eric <laughs>
1: you fucking crossed
2: it <laughs> all right up next we got another crazy uh, wow. what is this one
1: even called i, I said pentarant okay but you could do pentarant 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 pentar you know there's only so many, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Threat level moderate. Done. Uh, is this mine? Done. Yeah. Okay. The pen- pentarant is a highly evolved arachnid creature. Apart from superficial similarities to a conventional spider, the physical morphology of a pentarant is drastically different from those species commonly seen on Terra. Rather than having a spider's eight legs, the pentarant if you could guess from its name, (laughs) makes its way through life perched on only... I could not have, to be honest Five limbs. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, In addition, there are five separate eyes, each with its own field of vision evenly placed around the pentarant's circular body. (laughs) It makes me think that it has no, like, forward. You know how we have, like, Mm, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is your face, this is yeah, your front. There's like a, a yeah. word for it, like that we have like different vectors or whatever. Sure. But it sounds like that thing, it's just broken up into five equal portions and whatever
4: way it wants is <laughs> yeah. forward. Yeah. 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 That that that'd be a weird perspective on the world. <laughs> <laughs> to not really have like a forward And like you
2: see three sixty. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And it oh. gets even crazier. Um oh.
1: an even more unique feature. Is the pentaranth's five separate cognitive centers. Each controls one eye and one of the creature's limbs. So it has like five brains. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh,
4: you is gotta, this like a,
1: a an intelligent being or I mean it is just a creature. I have no idea how intelligent it really is. But you gotta think like how does it communicate all five brains together at the same time to walk? Like there's probably still like nerve bundles connecting them, like sending communication sure.
2: signals, you yes. know. You'd have to think so, yeah. There'd have to be. And then it's not a big deal. Like each one's like making decisions by itself and then it goes to like a center bigger brain, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't is it, say
1: center brain. Is it a hive mind, or is it <laughs> yeah. is it just one creature? I, don't know. I think that the five brains are constantly yeah. fighting with each other. Oh, and it just and there one wants to go this way, and the other oh. one says, "No, screw you, Greg. I'm going that way."
2: <laughs> oh, I just picture the appearance like stumbling, <laughs> like
1: gangly and weird. Until until it finds prey, oh. because they all want food oh yeah. and then it just, and then it
4: just they <laughs> cooperate yeah exactly and then that is kind of a, a unique machine. yeah idea for a
1: creature that's cool it's a mess until like some one of its instincts kicks in yeah yeah <laughs> that's cool.
2: cool i have a new respect for that <laughs>
1: cool <laughs> threat level moderate yeah <laughs> so more dangerous than the millasaurus with the venom that's good to
4: know <laughs> are we doing the next one now yeah okay uh I'm gonna say, Kiaro, <laughs> Ashcroker, threat level <laughs> high. <laughs> uh, Spelt with a C H, by the way. Mm. Uh, the Ashcroker is just one of many denizens, albeit a more determined and deadly one than most, uh, found on the ash waste of Kiaro Twenty Seven. Are there twenty six other Kiaros <laughs> before Kiaro Twenty Seven? That must be, like, a really big solar system. Yeah, it's <laughs> huge. And here's our solar system with 70 planets. Yeah. Two inhabitable. <laughs> uh, easily the size and girth of a full-grown man, ash croakers are essentially, are essentially unleashed, an unleashed ball of teeth, claws, and aggression set atop of a set of legs.
2: They look almost like like an emu or an ostrich, but
4: instead of the neck coming up, how, how it's do like, they oh. like maintain their balance? That looks like
2: a. <laughs> yeah, they don't even got little T Rex arms <laughs> yeah. to like give them any like stabilization. That's just unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, anyways, okay. When I was reading this description, the unleashed ball of teeth, claws, and aggression on top of legs. I swear, there's a muppet. That it's pretty much just like a head on top of two legs and it's covered in fur. Am I crazy? Yeah, yeah, he's orange. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was what I was picturing. <laughs> when I was reading this ash croaker. Uh, Obviously, not true, but.
4: Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, while tracking prey, they emit dreadful croaking noises back and forth between themselves, which earned them the moniker, quote, croaker. Their vocal cords distort the sound so that a strange sort of ventriloquism takes place. Consequently, the prey is never able to pinpoint just where the noise is coming from until it's too late. That's cool. That's so that's interesting. Is, this is found in the ash wastes. Yeah. Now
1: I like to think that there's volcanoes constantly just spewing sure. ash on this planet, and so it's just like snow but it's ash just drifting down and all you hear like because it maybe is low visibility in one day and all you hear is just
2: and And you're like swear
1: yeah it's coming from that direction but it's not yeah yeah it really messes you up yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) i like them they're pretty cool
1: i guess that's why it's threat level high yeah
2: because like it combined with its
4: environment i guess yeah
1: how are you supposed to like protect yourself against this you have no idea where it is
4: (laughs) and if you like a planet that's going through, like, a major volcanic activity is in the midst of... If it has life on it, it'll be in the midst of an extinction event. Hmm. So in order for... You have to be a very, very resilient animal yes. in order to survive a, yeah. an extinction event like that. So, yeah, I would imagine it would be very You have to be, dangerous. like, a
1: perfect hunter. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Do you guys think they hunt in packs or, like,
2: alone, these things?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they... Um, like, lived solitary. Hmm. I kind of picture yeah, it, like...
2: Yeah, I guess with, like, the ventriloquism, you wouldn't need to. Yeah, can...
1: exactly. But <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised when food comes, mm.
4: like, a bunch descend on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they might have some kind of social... I, this would be my only hypothesis, is because they are such a sort of vocal creature, they mm. would have some kind of social... Um, herd or something like that, some Maybe. kind of social aspect. Like up. there, are, there are a lot of creatures out there
1: that okay. do are very vocal, but they also could be in their own community or not. Like you hear toads and frogs all the time, but they don't yeah. necessarily live in communities. That's, yeah, I guess right. So. Or even like cicadas like a... or, or grasshoppers and or stuff like that. You yeah. still hear them, but yeah.
2: It's very bird-like. This thing, I, usually... I get the bird yeah.
1: too, for yeah. sure. It looks like a naked ostrich. Yeah, yeah. that's like been a, stripped a, of it's... a flightless bird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but no wings. Yeah, yeah, just legs. <laughs> These massive, powerful legs <laughs> and a big flesh head. Yeah, <laughs> cool.
2: So up next, we got the scuttle hag. These lotham little creatures often make the home near bogs or marshes. They are naturally <laughs>
1: adept. <laughs> whoa Mark Googled spuddle, scuttle hag and it's showing scuttle bug, which is apparently a uh, <laughs> little children's tyke. Look man don't
2: go don't go look into the history of this thing <laughs>
1: and the children' toys.
2: Um, yeah, that's that it. one. yeah I might not even be able to find an image, but anyways, so these loathsome little creatures often make their homes near bogs or marshes. They're naturally adept at swimming and have navigating through the murky waters that dominate such regions. Uh, scuttle hags are are crafty predators who use their, ch- wow, sorry, I can't talk today. Okay, let's take a sip. Nah, good call. You got to do every breather. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. Scuttle hags are crafty predators who use their chameleon skin to hide in the undergrowth while they manipulate a prehensile tail to lure their prey their prey closer,
1: uh, like into striking distance. So they look like these like flesh sacks. Yeah, like it. Obviously, there's a shape, and it looks like there is a skeleton, but yeah. it also looks like it's really mushy and goopy. Yeah, right. Like you could pick one up, and it maybe is uh, drooping or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, I it don't looks know. like flubber. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but see like, flubber, but like flubber that you've dropped on the ground one too many times, and now it's like getting dirty. <laughs>
1: you know, it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's now kind of like a little harder than normal. Yeah,
2: Brownish. <laughs> That's it has a weird with. tail
1: on it for some reason. We don't know where that came from. <laughs> weird stick. <laughs> so they have that little
2: tail and they uh, shake it and lure it up uh, enemy or pre- prey closer. Mm-hmm. Those who are lured in are then quickly pounced upon. Uh, the scuttlehag's mouth open large enough to fit uh, most small animals inside, quickly devouring the rows or being devoured by rows of teeth.
1: Yeah. I think they're just like... A couple appendages, a tail, and a mouth, really. Yeah. The other weird thing about them is their
2: tail, apparently they can shake it and vibrate it, uh, and it creates a resonant, resonant, melanotic, wow, melodic tone that inexplicably lures
1: their quarry closer. So, Me too, though, like, honestly. Yeah. I would get sucked in by that, <laughs> for sure.
2: The little wiggly tail.
1: Oh, well, what's that sound over there? Let's just go walk into this marsh. <laughs>
2: See what's happening. Uh, okay. Yeah, those are cool. I like those little slime bugs, actually. They're kind of just weird slime creatures.
1: Yeah, I feel like, like you maybe have one of them, no problem. Sure. But if there's a bunch around you all trying to get their flesh <laughs>
2: sack
4: body onto you so they can yeah. eat I you. I feel
1: like if they don't get you the
2: first time, you can kind of just like walk away from them. Like, <laughs> like
4: oh, okay. They're kind of like, like mini demonic Jab of the huts. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> <laughs> kind of disgusting, really. Yeah, it's the hut baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, okay, so the next we're going to do the spined Rhodox or Rhodox, which is threat level moderate. Ooh. Uh, while not as prevalent as its closest relative, the Grox. The spined rhodox is still common in many systems throughout the galaxy, most notably those unfortunate worlds with a dense green skin population. Cool. Spined rhodoxes are lumbering beasts covered in thick fur. Uh, there are many spines that protrude from the rhodox, which it will use for attacking anything that aggravates it. It makes me think that it again just throws its body at things. Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. dinosaur-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for the fur. Yeah, the fur is a little weird. The fur is odd, but, but the, the spines and the shape of it definitely yeah. well, is Well, you dinosaur. know,
4: a lot of, um, uh, what do you call them, paleontologists... Are starting to hypothesize that a lot of dinosaurs actually had fur on them. I thought oh. it was feathers. That's what I thought too. No, they're like apparent. This is like more new that I've mm. read about. Uh, that yeah. they're. I haven't learned much about dinosaurs since like <laughs> kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, been a minute. it's been a minute. The thing about theories about dinosaurs and what they look like they they change like every ten years. Yeah. Like this, st- the stegosaurus. Has been like hotly debated whether it even existed, right? Like, and, and every ten years, you can't tell me it's yeah. not real. Every ten years, like the consensus changes on whether <laughs> or not it was like a real. It's just that's what happens yeah.
1: when you try and dig through the past. Yeah, it's impossible to know what it was. Yeah, you
3: know? <laughs> mm. yeah,
4: uh, a lot of it is kind of guesswork. Mm-hmm. Right? But... Well, I guess then, Jordan, that this fits in your yeah. fur I- covered dinosaurs. Just saying, I'm just saying it may not be so <laughs> far away.
1: Uh, although the Rodox is not readily domesticated by the foul greenskins, an interesting relationship has formed between the creature and the orc clans. It would seem that certain tribes of orcs have adopted the hunting of this creature as a form of initiation for potential clan leaders. Those orcs who survive such a dangerous encounter and return with a set of Rodox horns as a trophy are highly revered in Orc society and are often rewarded with the elite position of knob within the ranks of the clan. This is, I think, the first time I've ever heard of like a trial for orcs
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: anytime you, i ever talk about their hierarchy it's all just like bigger means yeah, better yeah, you you beat up this guy exactly yeah but sure i like the idea that like some orcs do it by tests sure if you beat this test then you gain this rank yeah. well, i think there's some too that do like venom tests and like snake bites yeah, yeah. yeah. they so. definitely do yeah yeah but I really like this one. I like yeah. the physical test of having to destroy a, And, you know, you probably have to do it with your bare hands. <laughs> sure, of You're course. not allowed to bring any, you know, yeah. choppas or stabbas or whatever. You're allowed
2: you. one grot to do with whatever you want. That's right. Whether it's food. It's a snack, yeah. Whether it's a distract. It's your grot.
1: Do with it as you will. You can't bring Bombot?
2: No, you can't bring. You, no, this is an
1: Imperium. This, oh, this, that's uh, right. Shoot. This no, what's the, the squig that is a oh. grenade? Oh, like a bomb squig? Yeah, a bomb squig. You can't just bring a. You can! Like, you a know. Dynamite to throw at it. Yeah. These are pretty cool, though. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, oddly enough, talk about whether they are good to eat because Grox is a pretty big food source in, in the yeah. Imperium.
2: Oh, these ones! There's just so much hair you have to get past,
1: and dangerous. They're dangerous. There, yeah. Grocks are dangerous enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I would imagine. And these you aren't domesticated, what? and yeah, good call. I'm
2: sure they. I'm sure they're fine What? I don't know. Who knows? You know, are
4: grocks like more like cattle or something? Yeah. They are, but they this also right kill here. people all the time.
2: This is uh, a grocks, and also the Imperium's, uh, like. I mean, that looks pretty fucking animal. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's domesticated. <laughs> they though. can
1: survive on rocks which is what makes them very nice because you don't have to have massive pastures. You just, here's
4: some rocks for you, (laughs) you stupid (laughs) animal. Yeah, you could like go to a dead planet basically. Exactly, yeah. All right, should we do the next one here? Yeah. Arcanodonts, threat level medium. Mm -hmm. The infamous Arcanodonts are a type of uh, carnosaur and are the top of the evolutionary ladder in the honeycombed mining world of Mordant. These giant reptiles vaguely resemble dinosaurs on ancient Terra. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're they're sort of T Rex body like. Yeah, Yeah. they have that
1: softer underbelly. Yeah, Yeah. and like that really long, elongated Mm. body with that tail that goes out straight almost. Yeah, really long neck
2: too. Yeah, exactly. Not super long. Kind of reptilian. Long enough.
4: Um, They are often sold as vicious pets and status symbols at the great cost of both life and raw meat. (laughs) Interesting. If you're rich enough, hey. Nothing but the
2: best if you're rich rich
4: enough. Yeah, it's like a rich people hobby. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. Um, Some Astartes chapters, including trials that pit the recruit against these lethal predators, uh, but by slaying one they will have proven themselves worthy of the transition.
1: Oh, so they do it for, like, initiates? Yeah. Oh,
4: my gosh. Yeah. So you're putting
1: an eight-year-old against this? Yeah, A man. seven-year-old? I mean, With like, all right. a
2: stone spear but Go
1: fight it. <laughs> <can't do> it.
4: <laughs> Even rarer, though, are those Astartes that are able to capture break and train, eventually riding on the back of the great beasts into battle. We need
1: more Astartes riding on beasts into battle. Giant lizards,
2: wolves,
4: dare I say.
1: Uh, Birds. Bears. Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, We need more Astartes and like animals with like harnesses on them that are obviously like Imperium and Mechanicus made. You know, not just like slapping an Astartes on a t-rex toy that would be stupid <laughs> you gotta model it oh uh what there's another regiment a guard regiment that
2: we're talking about mm-hmm.
1: you're gonna like them too oh i know <laughs> oh you know <laughs> i spent a lot of time reading that one because <laughs> i had to i read it and i was like wait a minute
4: <laughs> i had to go redo the whole thing yeah there's got to be they should do more amounts yeah 100 percent in yeah. 40k that'd be pretty sweet it just makes sense
1: like um okay i think it doesn't I'll, make sense well okay Think of yeah. this. Uh, yeah. The Mandalorian. Remember, <laughs> when he goes to that one planet to go find baby Yoda. Yeah. Uh, and he meets that one guy who says, uh, I have... This I is have, the way or something? No, he says, uh, I have spoken. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember his name for the life of me now. I can't remember. But he did. helps him capture these indigenous beasts and then trains him how to ride on one. What better way would there be to traverse a planet you don't know than something that's native to the planet itself? It makes so much sense (laughs) to me.
2: Just as long as they're not horses, eh? That's the line or do you like horses? Well horses are are stupid, first (laughs) of all.
1: We were discussing in the Discord today how terribly fragile horses are. Oh, and don't cough yeah. on it because it'll die. Yeah,
2: you break so. its leg and you got yourself a nice meal now.
4: <laughs> it, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I feel like you want to mount that doubles as a weapon, you know. Yeah. That, Especially in 40k. Yeah. And in 40k, how hard would it be to find one of those? Yeah. <laughs> just like
2: imagine the spaceman; He's an armored tank already himself. So he's not going to
1: get <laughs> shot off there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like the idea Of using the planet that is in or using animals that are indigenous to the planet that you're on, I think that's very cool.
2: Let me recommend a episode of Lorehammer for you. I swear to
1: God, Mark, if you (laughs) don't put me to some Space Wolf bullshit, no,
2: no, 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 I would never. I'm just pulling it up. Well, basically, Eric, um, you heard of exodites before?
1: Oh. dinosaurs yeah <laughs> you're gonna love them okay it's bullshit unless the dinosaurs are native to the planet ah, in okay, which case yeah. i'm totally for it okay episode 82 that was oh, a good episode ah, that's very recent yeah okay uh, uh did we have anything no. else about the Arcanadonts no which are different from the Arcanadus? <laughs> yes uh <Fair>. no <laughs> we don't
2: uh so up next we got hunting beasts and threat level very So there are many different types of hunting beasts used in the galaxy. Different races prefer or have access to different species. Uh, These creatures, uh, this creature feature gives you a stats characteristic. So I never talked about this. So in the White Dwarf, uh, it's very cool. They used to have what was called creature features. And that's where we're getting all these things and uh they had like a way to make up like your own creatures including stat lines and yeah. special rules and point values and all this really cool stuff
1: and this is for 40k right yeah because yeah. it was very different back then there were the environment was kind of another thing right
2: yeah yeah like, like this was 2004 so this is i think third oh, edition wow, that's, of this one that's crazy yeah for for it to have like an, these kind of things but yeah Uh, So it's really cool. Like, yeah, you make your own stuff, and it has, like, a bunch of different stuff.
1: But anyway, so on this creature... It it uh, gives you a lot of freedom to really make it however you want it, and here's a small little template for you, so...
2: Yeah. Um, On this creature feature, they they named a couple of, like, hunting beasts, but they never described anything about them. Mm -hmm. They just gave us some cool names. So the Mordant Pit Rat, the Glade Hounds of Kenak, the Icebacks of... Uh, Cathella and the Bloodstalkers of Flotus Three, um, but yeah, cool names. Don't know anything about them.
1: Yeah, but that's it's totally awesome because you can just make up whatever you want yeah. using like these little yeah, tidbits they, that they give you. Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. So that's hunting beasts that mm-hmm. they they covered in here. Yeah.
1: It. That's very similar. We've seen that in our other Best Jerry and Herbarium yeah. episodes too, where they talk about like flying creatures. Yeah. Or call- like dinosaurs you know it's kind of just like a catch-all yeah for anything so
2: yeah exactly
1: um okay moving on to the greater and lesser catation barking toad threat level extremely fucking high yeah uh so the catation barking toads yeah i'll change that in the notes called extremely <laughs> cat catachanus buffo morbid Moribundus of the death world of Kat- Katachan are considered the most devastatingly poisonous creature in the entire galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, it is also extremely rare unless you're on Katachan. And then it's
2: native there.
1: Yeah, so, so don't go there. <laughs> uh the barking toads have one distinguishing feature that separates it from other toads in appearance, two large flesh sacks containing poison around its neck. Now, personally, for how dangerous this creature is, I don't think that's enough warning. (laughs) I would also like a massive flagpole that sticks Uh. up 300 (laughs) feet in the air that says, don't come near me, I'm a barking toad.
2: (laughs) Not going to happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, They can be very unpredictable in movement. One moment hopping around, the next hiding underneath dark rocks. They do, however, tend to live in or near shady, dank, dark places... And extremely don't appreciate being disturbed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're found in like the deepest, darkest jungle of Catachat. Ah,
1: that's
4: where I found Mark. <laughs> the deep dink. He's, don't disturb me, Eric. He's licking toads. <laughs> <laughs> in the caves of Catachat. <laughs> I just want my
2: eyes to, like, the whole like, Yeah, yeah, they
4: like, have that, like,
1: shimmer on them. <laughs> Uh, So this reclusive amphibian has a unique self-defense mechanism. It's weird to me to call it self-defense. Yeah. But we'll let you judge that. Uh, (laughs) When threatened, it emits a cloud of toxins that kills all life within a kilometer in every
4: direction.
2: Oh, at least it wasn't a mile. <laughs> like, at least I used that measurement yeah. on
1: Catachan. It
4: was 0. 0.6 of a mile.
2: <laughs> no. Son of a bitch, no, all the life, come um,
1: It reduces every biological organism, including itself, to a slimy, <laughs> formless mass, and no vegetation will ever grow there again. Yeah. It's extreme. Yes, <laughs> very extreme. <laughs> Uh, The poison is so virulent that it can penetrate even power armor. And no other known form of armor can hold it at bay.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day.
1: but this thing says it attacks biological life. Yeah. So if you're in a sealed container and, like, the out, what's exposed is metal and rubber and whatever, does yeah. it eat through those things too? I would imagine
2: it eats through, like, the rubber parts, like the seal between the joints. That that would be my guess.
1: So if you were in, like, a
4: welded shut box, you should be, be okay? Yeah. Yeah, like how do they research these things? Yeah,
1: <laughs> they don't get worry, they the get impairs, cameras, yeah.
4: they get cameras, and then
1: they send in people in different levels of armor. And they're like, let's see what works. Spoiler alert:
4: they all die. Could you make like a like a warp field around you or something? To <laughs> yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, maybe that'd be a good way to do it too. That's a little better than <laughs> my <laughs>
2: welded
1: shut box. Look, look.
2: are the Imperium, we don't care how many bodies we have to f-
1: kill to get the research we need. it's True cannon fodder. It's fine. Um, the lesser Cotacean Barking Toad is the smaller cousin to the Great Barking Toad and is far less destructive, killing anything only within the immediate area. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah, that kilometer. Yeah. Like, you might not even be the one disturbing this thing, and boom, you're dead. Yeah,
2: like, Catacan just has, like,
1: a couple of these, like,
2: barren spots where no life will ever grow again yeah you, is, it, is it
4: like they only release the poison when they're feeling threatened or is it just wherever they go it's yeah it, it's when they feel threatened they oh, explode. Yeah.
1: they explode into this poison because it kills them too to release it
4: yeah oh right 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 yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah there's just, just these, like kilometer wide spots where nothing is yeah like, like i would imagine
2: these have to be so fucking rare man they have yeah. to
1: be uh, hello, welcome back. We just had a small hiccup, but we just were talking about the katation barking toad frog barking toad incredibly rare Incred- has to be rare. Exactly. Yes, that's where we were.
2: And <laughs> I, I agree. Yes. Now, now I forget if we talked about what happens to them. Do they exp- do we talk about everything? What did we leave off? I'm honestly
1: confused. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're done. We're done with, we are the, done with w- them? We're done with the Barking okay, Toad. Okay,
2: well then, Hunting yeah. Lizard of Kashan is up next.
1: Um, who did the toad? You did, I think. I did. I did. The Morabundus. that's right. Yeah. These things are
4: fucking sweet. <clears throat> the Okay, Hunting Lizard of Kashan. Threat level medium. Ooh. Kashan is a young world, mountainous and volcanic, with thick, fast-growing <laughs> jungles and oceans of primordial swamp. <laughs> The perfect environment for the two-legged, upright-walking dinosaur hunting lizard of Kishan.
2: Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, it is pretty cool.
1: It really just looks like a T-Rex. It even has the small arms.
2: Yeah, I love the
1: stub face. Yeah, the snout is a little different for sure.
4: Yeah. Uh, The hunting lizards were one of the most successful local predators functioning in packs. Uh, They posed a very real threat to the early human colonists. That is until uh, they were successfully domesticated and bred in captivity. Over time, the guard regiment on the planet learned to ride the hunting lizards into war. Their thick scales protected the hunting lizard, while a short but powerful jaw lined with teeth to crush anything that gets too close. Yeah, it's
2: cool. The guys on the back, they have these like huge lances, too. I can only imagine their explosive...
1: Blasting twisting. lances, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that seems to be a classic for any of like the mounted cavalry. Yeah. Let's put an explosive charge on this long <laughs> stick. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, more mounts. Well, mm-hmm, we gotta get mm-hmm. some some mount mounted <laughs> units. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um oh uh, quote. Now I'm not saying that horses are without their uses. They can get a move on. If worse comes to worse, one can feed a platoon for a week. <laughs> Thing is, though. <clears throat> Once the slugs and lasts start flashing about, being on a horse ain't much use. On Kishan, though, we have hunting lizards. They have a hide thick as a flak vest and a bite that'll take your arm off. Now you tell me, if you were going to ride into battle, what would you rather be on? End quote. Uh, by Troop Sergeant Yurian's Quist of the Third Kashan Xeno Riders. <clears throat> so I am have gonna like lie. a whole a whole uh, sort of battalion of of riders i guess yeah like whole regiments of them
1: i would rather be on a hunting lizard (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) they yeah it also looks very natural like especially of course it's artwork oh like
2: it sits naturally yeah yeah yeah.
1: some things it just looks weird when you try and mount Mm them i've been told i need (laughs) i've been told i need to just stop trying to mount things yeah yeah yeah. because i'm being a weirdo um but this this looks natural exactly yeah yeah
4: (laughs) made to be mounted that's right uh the regiment would rename themselves the kashan Zeno riders and would prove many times over their speed and deadliness on the battlefield uh, and there's also a notable battle the battle of talavar ooh tell me all about it jordan during the imperial Crusade to cleanse the fascine system from the hrud in 592 to 602 m41 an entire regiment of Kashan Zeno riders served with the Imperial Guard's 60th Army. Fashin had three worlds in its biosphere, each, which, each of which was urbanized but in a state of ruin d- and decay. One of these worlds, Talavar, was home to an enslaved human population and was the first targeted. Attempts to clear the ruins with infantry were wholly unsuccessful. The Hrud, emerging from their warrens, conducted highly effective hit-and-run attacks focused on destroying ammunition and fuel stockpiles. The uh, preternatural speed of the Hrud defeated all attempts at pursuits until the Kishan were deployed. Using feral hunting techniques, the bulk of the regiment closely pursued the Hrud while detached squadrons raced forward on the flanks to herd them together and finally encircle them. The raids were swiftly contained, allowing the 60th Army's infantry to concentrate on launching set-piece assaults on the Hrud warrens themselves.
1: That's cool. Yeah, especially because dealing with Hruds is a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah,
2: like the infantry, they couldn't get close. They would mm -hmm. literally just like age out, essentially.
1: Yeah. But being able to like herd and position them how you wanted just makes striking so much more effective. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, uh, I really like them, honestly, um, it's tough not to do a miniature of them. even, even of the, all the different like reptiles and stuff, dinosaur stuff mm. we've seen, I just love how, like yeah, we just use this in our regimen, obviously <laughs> yeah. because it's good. <laughs> so would you want a T-rex? Yeah. Ooh, give me a little Terran horse? No, <laughs> Give me a hunting lizard.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're sweet. All right, up next, we have the
1: slasher feed, or slasher beasts. Um, hmm. Let's <laughs> add for adding 40k really changes what you Google. Yeah,
2: yeah. Man, this thing is weird. It might not even be around. But slash abyss are deadly creatures, mostly confined to the death worlds of Luther mcintyre <gasps> Luther mcintyre yeah. So you know they're fucking crazy. Yeah. But they can also be found on kalanan Seven due to the disastrous attempt by the Adeptus Mechanicus to reseed the world with life. They stand twice the height of a man on two hooved feet. Its torso is covered in a thick chitin and has four tentacle-like arms ending in talons. Its
1: head, or its head, is scaled and lizard-like. Okay, I'm trying to piece together what this looks like, and I'm getting such a weird image. So it's yeah, it's um twelve feet tall. Yep. It has two hooves, which I'm assuming I'm only assuming um it's like the uh, I have no better example, but you know, like the eye legs, how they have that <laughs> like that weird back bend because they are goats, yeah, 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 or whatever. So it's got those legs. Yeah, um, it's armor-like torso. skin. Again. Yeah. But maybe specifically on its torso, too, right? Like maybe it doesn't have this chitin on its legs or
2: anything. I gotta find this. And then
1: four tentacle like arms ending in talons. (laughs) Yeah, like arms with no elbows. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're just like
4: (laughs) flapping around on this
1: 12 foot tall creature. Yeah! I gotta
4: find the picture! (laughs) Yeah, I, it's hard to imagine what uh, that actually looks like, yeah, it, what they're trying to go for. I'll
1: keep reading, Mark, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you want to find it, yeah. Uh, rogue traders acting under license from a genitor biologist captured a number of the beasts to act as top predators in Kalana 7's new ecology. Unfortunately... You You find the picture? Yeah, I did. Okay. Unfortunately, the adepts found that away from the deserts of their homeworld, the creatures bred rapidly (laughs) and slaughtered every life form they came into contact with.
2: That's nice. And Uh, you want to see what
1: did the? I do. I do. (laughs) Oh my god! What is that? Okay. Okay. Let me let me shove that at the. Yeah, shove it at the camera. That's kind of cartoonish. What? Yeah, it looks weird.
4: Uh, Big game hunters,
1: and even some Astartes chapters, began coming to Kalana 7 to hunt and kill the beasts. I like this. It becomes like a trial. Yeah. Um, But despite many bloody calls, the Adeptus Mechanicus were forced to abandon their project. Because of the deadly and invasive Slasher Fiend, Kalana 7 is now classified as a death world, only visited by those who wish to hunt the monster. So... (laughs) <laughs> the entire planet now yeah. is like, well, shit, I guess this is a death world because yeah. now These this, it just takes over. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah.
2: It's the weirdest model.
1: So they, they claim that um, once they remove them from the desert, they bred rapidly. Yeah. So I definitely think that their environment must be really harsh, right? Because...
2: Well, like on on Luther Mac I think it's the other way on Luther McIntyre their environment was really harsh That's so what I'm saying.
1: Oh okay. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. on on this um Kalana yeah. 7 the environment was so much easier yeah, yeah, yeah. that exactly. they were just like oh we don't have to worry about all these problems <laughs> that we did on Luther so we can just multiply and multiply. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Crazy. That
2: just took over a planet this weird thing. <laughs> go I- if you can somehow go you know donate to our Patreon you can see the video of the mm-hmm. picture of this thing cuz it's truly weird. It's or- a- yeah. yeah. Or look up a uh, white dwarf number 313, February 2006.
1: Yeah, you'll find a weird. It honestly. Yeah. It, it doesn't look like a professional modeler put that together. No, it doesn't.
4: I don't know how it got into <laughs> these white but, dwarfs. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it kind of looks like a kid just slapped it together. Yeah, they just like picked parts. Graham
2: McNeil made that. Those <laughs> no! sons of bitches. <laughs>
1: How could they do that to my boy? <laughs> my beautiful
2: boy. I'm not actually sure if it's Graham McNeil, but it is Graham. So it might very well be. Well,
1: yeah. Do you know any other
4: Grams That work at GW? It's like disconcerting to see like a dinosaur reptile with tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,
2: My and, like, brain it's weird, just... like penis thing. My oh, brain yeah. just can't do it. And like... That's not a gun. Like, it doesn't have a range profile.
4: It's a big wanker. It just has a
2: big fuck off dick on it. <laughs>
4: like, so weird. Man.
2: I'll have to post a picture of it in the Discord because so it's fucking nuts.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the parts that he used to yeah. put this model together. Uh, the plastic rat ogre bodies and arms, which were attached backwards, <laughs> gave me a lower torso. And a reversed Tyranid warrior's body gave me an upper body. I combined a cold one head with various Tyranid bits. For arms, I returned to the rat ogres and used their tails to make gribbly tentacles. (laughs) This is is a mess, this model. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Uh, Yeah. Moving on, though. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Do the Silt Walkers.
2: Silt Walkers. <clears throat> threat level high. <clears throat> the peculiar tidal patterns of Jikilrax V cause frequent floods all over the landmass. The fauna of Jalgrax V has adapted to these conditions by developing into amphibious forms. In this environment, the fiercest creatures often lose out to the most devious. In the later category is the Silt Walkers.
1: Mm, they are devious creatures. Yeah
2: you want to read i gotta find a picture
1: sure um man-sized tripods with a refined form of low cunning silt walkers are able to run at great speed across the boggy plains which is impossible for most other creatures from their bulbous body protrudes three legs that end in razor sharp talons and at first glance the animal looks like they should just sink deep into the mud Hmm. now they they kind of remind me of like a crab like body how it's kind of like circular and it it looks like it's covered in some kind of armor yeah for sure but then it has these long legs that spread from the body yeah
2: if you're familiar with like tyranid kits they use like the tyranid lictor arms and it has three of those as its legs so it's quite tall it's very chitinous and Mm bug-like and yeah Yeah. uh
1: you want to take over mark yeah number three Instead,
2: they have a baffling ability to shunt a large portion of their mass into another dimension while they pursue their quarry. They're (laughs) able to reverse this effect at mid-pounce and pin their victims to the ground with crushing force, holding it there while it continues to stab and stab and stab and stab.
1: Yeah, all three (laughs) legs. Yeah, (laughs) just just mincing this meat. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah, until all that's left is just torn apart and destroyed meat. Which
1: then... Yeah, of course. Well, then it's easy to eat up they if it's got in tiny... Mouths. Exactly. Yeah. Just like crabs. Yeah, exactly. I just... I love the idea of this thing jumping
2: crazily yeah. high
1: because its weight is nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then at the apex of its jump, it just brings all its mass back into our reality and just slams itself on its prey.
2: Yeah. Like, this takes... Yeah, it's a close second to Crotalid. That's right. Yeah, that was what
1: Mark and I were like, well, what's better, Crotalid or Siltwalker? I I think
2: this one's cool too, man. Yeah, it's a
4: very unique ability. It can
2: open a dimension. (laughs) Any of the (laughs) creatures
4: that defy (laughs)
1: reality are just so much cooler. You would almost think that this
4: uh, thing has some kind of Psyker ability or ability to connect to the warp, if it can do that.
1: Yeah. The weird thing about some of the stuff in 40k is sometimes they very specifically mention that it's warp, yeah, and sometimes they don't mention it at all, which is weird to me because I agree. Like, if someone told me that oh, this thing can just like put its weight into another dimension, you instantly would assume the warp, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think you could take it either way, you could but say, but it might that, be
2: putting it into dimension seven, exactly, because yeah. we
1: also know that there are alternate dimensions sure. that exist in okay. 40k. But I think you could. But they're not warp related. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. It's weird. It's
2: weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird creature. Uh. Yeah. It's sweet. I love it. I just love that image, man, of it just pouncing and just slamming. Yeah. Very cool.
1: And then just this mess, this goopy, gory mess (laughs) on the ground after they're done destroying their food.
4: (laughs) All right. The next one, Arachnospila. Um, threat level high a few unlucky planets of the imperium have to deal with the scourge that is an arachnospela colony these strange four-legged insects live in massive underground hives and are marked by a raised ring of dirt that has been tinged by a red uh, re- tinged red by a pheromone they secrete if a hive is disturbed by an invader they'll angrily pour from their home and swarm the aggressors they so they sound like, like, ants, like ants. Yeah. That's definitely the image like I get Like an ant mm-hmm. This is a picture of what with like are, a like. perimeter. Yeah. That'd be yeah. crazy
1: to just see like a a red Ooh. dirt wall. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't cross that wall. Yeah. They're like four-legged though. Mm-hmm. But and with massive lips, I think. Those just, purple pink lips. Just keep reading. Great for kissing. Right? Great for kissing. <laughs> 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 um
4: Having feeble, feeble exoskeletons, Arachnospila possess only one method of attack, dying. (laughs) When an Arachnospila dies, it explodes in a shower of acid. The explosion of caustic fluid is often enough to kill a man and certainly any creature foolish enough to bumble into the hive's territory. So they're kind of kamikaze. Yeah. Yeah. So they can, they just kill themselves.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
4: There are creatures that do that though. Like bees and stuff will will die when they sting right yeah so drown uh, each other or drown things in bodies ants will sometimes
2: do like yeah. literally yeah crush well, like them. commit, swarm. commit yeah. suicide to defend uh, the, yeah the,
4: whatever they're defending yeah. so um due to the fact that arachnospiela multiply at an alarming rate exterminating them is quite difficult larger species have been hinted at but such as. Res- reports remain unconfirmed now
2: this one seems way more crazy to like go into what other bugs do they have mm. like because these ones are just exploders these are right. just like
4: drones they must have other types exactly of... yeah where's yeah, the it's queen? like a it's more like a whole a genus or something yeah, of... yeah. like
1: i see it what are the we... warriors like these are just yeah. the gatherers maybe yeah
2: even. yeah like yeah it's true yeah mm. uh unrelated note that's a cool picture of a terminator half
4: in Soon half not.
2: <laughs> Thank, you, half Thank you, that another half blown up
4: by an Arachnospila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Arachnospila.
1: So that kind of covers all the different animals or creatures that we're going to talk about yeah. out of these white dwarves.
2: They have some cool ones. Uh, Let's play Battle Royale. Who versus who? Who would win?
1: <laughs> all right, Jordan, you get first pick. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> of I got to go back up the list here and have a look. Um. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna lie. There's only one right choice. Okay, <laughs> let us know. It's the greater barking tone. Yeah, toad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's That's nobody to wins. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. If you can't pick that, what do you pick? S- in, in in like yeah, a brawl, a battle the, royale, the silt walker man. I think takes it. It's yeah. quick. Okay. It's big. It's deadly. It's smart too. The Califat, Calithrax fiend. They grow the size of the truck. They have that thick chitin, yeah, with the digging massive claws, claws. yeah. But like,
2: yeah. like you said, man, it just jumps. It jumps a hundred fucking feet into the air. Yeah, Pew, pinpoint accuracy. Exactly, yeah, like, and then it just drops like a rock. Like ah, uh, like yeah, so fast, yeah. faster than a rock, and it How- just
1: punctures all of those people with its massive claws. Yeah. yeah, I don't
4: think anything could really beat beat something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe what about the um, ash croaker?
2: Maybe because it's quick. I could see it maybe being...
4: I don't a think quick... it could be, be the silt Walker. No.
2: What if it just dodged quickly and then... It...
4: No. <laughs> and then it I'm not on... <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. The,
4: the, 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 the Walker then well, launches even, itself into space. Even that one... Uh, <laughs> what's that one with, like, the three brains or five brains? Oh, oh. the pentarant. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. That seems kind of dangerous. I, I feel like intelligence is more dangerous mm. than anything. Hmm. Or maybe, like, the,
2: the Millisaur where it's, like, Venomous where it... Y- the silk could stab one segment. The millipede gets one bite. Now it's poison. Now it lost.
1: Sure. Both lose. Nobody wins. Well, the
2: millipede might survive. Like, I don't know how millipedes work, but if you kill some segments of them, do they I they fine? I don't, it also I, I, has a of,
4: like a rock skin, so. Yeah. It's Maybe hard it's hard to, hard to, to like, yeah, yeah. Push,
1: push through or whatever. Uh, the megma
4: Magma. magma oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. How
1: would it fight that? Okay. It's covered just in rock and it eats lava. This thing is like living in a lava river. How is yeah. it going to attack? <laughs> Is it going to kill itself by going in lava? Okay. I don't know, bro. So so it's a game
2: of rock, paper, scissors is what it turned out to be. That's exactly what I it like is. I like that.
4: It's Siltwalker, Walker, Magma, Ken, uh Slasher Oh I choose you! <laughs> yeah, in a Pokemon battle. Yeah. Yeah, use, some cool Use stuff. Scratch. <laughs> use Scratch.
2: <laughs> it was very effective. Use Tail Whip. Lower your opponent's oh, invasion.
4: I, oh, I hate Tail Whip. <laughs> Just the worst <clears> move <throat> ever.
1: Uh, but now, moving on from animals onto everybody's favorite plants oh i love me some plants ooh mark these are not the kind of plants you want in your house i'll be the judge Trust. of that okay <laughs> you're more than welcome to judge all yeah. right
2: well let's start with the first one it sounds pretty harmless the Mordinian duplicator oh perfect okay. maybe it's just very easy to maintain it grows well right it
1: duplicates so like you always have another one yeah perfect right. yeah
2: <laughs> okay okay it sounds nice
1: the dense fertile
2: jungles of the death world of morden house some of the most unique and deadly fauna uh found anywhere in the galaxy the mordian duplicator mordinian duplicator is no exception and is subject to great interest uh to the field biologists of the imperium the massive plant which only flourishes in the deepest part of morden's jungle stands anywhere from four to seven meters tall it has a bulbous body crowned with a flower that has a number of spherical chambers inside Around what can only be called the body of the plant are a series of two to four massive vines, which extend away from the body and are now animated by a mysterious fast form of trigger pressure. Truger. Um, this is what it looks like.
1: So I'm going to tell you guys, seven feet or seven meters is 23 feet. That's pretty big. That's a pretty big plant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a picture yeah. of it. Um, for people Did on we the... describe it yet? Sorry, I was Googling.
2: What makes a specimen so unique is its means of asexual reproduction. Lashing out with massive vine-like tendrils, the duplicator captures unfortunate jungle creatures and deposits them wholly inside one of the main chambers
1: located within the duplicator's flower-like top. So, okay, if you're looking at it, you guys know, like, trypophobia? Yeah! That, like, fear of holes and stuff? Yeah. Okay, and you know that, like, um, it's like that frog that hat puts all its babies in its back oh yeah that's what that top thing reminds me of it just is like it's a flat top with just a bunch of weird misshapen holes in it just (laughs) waiting for things to (laughs) creatures to be placed inside this thing
4: Uh, (laughs) that's creepy
2: once secure inside of the chamber, uh, the hapless victim's biological matter is immediately broken down via py- powerful corrosive enzymes. This biological soup is combined with the duplicator's own DNA in a rapid process that takes a matter of seconds to complete. It blows my mind yeah. how
1: fast this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Like immediately, like digested, and yeah. then com- like your bio- your DNA is broken down and combined with yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's
4: almost it's. Sounds technological, not biological. (laughs) Yeah, like how fast is it processing
1: things?
4: (laughs) The duplicator then condenses and reforms this
2: material into a seed-like pod that is ejected from the chamber down to the jungle floor, where it immediately takes root. The pod splits and grows, mimicking the parent's form as it begins to develop into another duplicator plant at an astonishing pace. It's just fast. The thing is just... Overdrive. Within a matter of minutes, a fully minutes within minutes. a matter of minutes a fully grown duplicator stands a few meters from the parent that it's that spawned it. Ready to continue the cycle. Needless to say, encountering a single duplicator plant is a bit of a rarity on Mordian. They are off, they are more often than not encountered in expansive clusters that stretch for great
1: distances. Okay. So you guys gotta I got an idea and you gotta I'm gonna bounce it off you guys. Okay. So To feed, this thing needs animals to come close enough within its vines, Yeah, right? Because then it deposits them in there. But if you have like a one kilometer diameter circle of these plants, how are the ones on the inside... Getting any kind of nourishment? Uh, well,
2: I think like it, they still get like photosynthesis. They still have roots, so they still get minerals from the soil. Okay, so you you don't think this that is they... just, this is just a uh, reproduction? Right? Ah, man, okay.
1: I definitely they... assumed this was how they um like got energy, mm. but just no. Going
2: off this picture, they have leaves, so I know That's...
1: photosynthesis. Okay, yeah, they got those green things. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Yeah. Problem solved. Just it, like have that. A plant, man. He's a plant man. <laughs> yeah but it's crazy like (laughs) minutes minutes that you disappear and i can only assume this thing is 23 feet high those holes are big enough for a human man oh yeah and they're gonna shove a human in that hole and you're gonna be broken down instantaneously
4: (laughs) Jeez, yeah it's a great way to hide a body yeah (laughs) yeah you just toss the body
2: over it dna is pretty much gone yeah there's nothing
1: left okay I need to be one of those brutal for unrelated reasons, of course. Mark, you can't fit that in your house. It's uh. twenty three feet high. Uh. Yeah, tomato, tomato. We'll cut a uh, hole in the roof. Seems like yeah.
4: kind of an invasive species, though. It would <laughs> kind of take over your garden. Yeah, your poor,
1: your poor little cat. No, no, small cat. <laughs> oh. Uh, next, we have the Ripper Whip. The Ripper Rip. <laughs> Possibly the most infamous inhabitant of Kenov Three. Ripper whips are strange tree-like animals. Uh, easily seven meters in height. <laughs> so another large thing.
2: <laughs> Trees, man.
1: Uh, large specimens can reach upwards of 20 <laughs> meters, although this is rare. Oh, Documented, but rare. Uh, they tend to cluster in small groves and can be detected simply by the clearings around each trunk. The trunk of a ripper whip hides a powerful <laughs> maw. You like that? I do. <laughs> lined with thick, thorn-like teeth, this circular opening is found near the crown where the various feeding tentacles branch off. Covered in thorns, these tentacles are lined with small mouths surrounded <laughs> by short hooks uh. and will start to devour anything caught in them as the whip drags its prey <laughs> back to the trunk. Ah! Uh. They. When I was first reading this, I was like, oh, tree-like animals, they must be ants, <laughs> and
4: then I'm reading. My like, oh god, no, oh,
1: no, please! Not the whippa whip, not the not the mouth on your tentacles. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: and they are rooted in the ground. It seems like a regular tree. They are, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh we we'll get back to that uh, an ambush predator ripper whips tend to remain quiet until something strays within reach of their tentacles once this happens the ripper whip will explode into a flurry of activity lashing out with its tentacles in order to securely immobilize its prey as ripper whips tend to cluster in small groves an attempt to escape from one will often result in the victim blundering into range of another jeez yeah,
2: there's this sweet picture where it's just this it's, it's a getting guardsman getting shredded. Yeah. Like, there's just so many barbed tentacles flying
1: everywhere. And his face looks completely, like, ripped up like the tentacles yeah. went across it. Yeah, and... like, as
2: soon as one of those gets you, you can't get it off without yeah.
1: ripping. A, like... they're they're thorns and barbed, yeah. and B, they have mouths on their little <laughs> tentacles. <and they're> gonna, <laughs> I forgot about the they're mouths! They're going to start eating you! <laughs> no! <laughs> you can't even fight it off. Oh. Uh, Ripper whips can also move. So, Jordan, don't... Yeah, You're not safe just because you're 10 feet away. Yeah. So, yeah, no plants. (laughs) Slowly making their way across the Kenoff surface in search of new hunting grounds. So they're like migratory. Yeah. (laughs) Hey,
2: were those trees that close (laughs) yesterday?
1: They're like demonic ants. Yeah. Uh, Evidence shows ripper
4: whips will cooperate to take down large prey. That's crazy. You almost wonder if this... Belongs more in the bestiary yeah. What What's than, the difference yeah. between this yeah.
1: as like a plant versus an animal, seems, like flesh and blood? Where this is like well, and it has like an intelligence.
4: Yeah, yeah, it, it it's got to have you, like a nervous system. Yeah, and you a can brain cooperate. And, hmm. Yeah, I don't what?
1: know. It seems it seems like a lot of their an, like plants, stray into that could be yeah. for animal stuff. But I mean,
4: hey, it's a tree. <laughs> it's nice. a tree. So <laughs> can I burn it for a fire? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. But you're going to want to dry it out first, for sure. Uh, The next one is the Kanak floater. The floaters of Kanak are filled with hydrogen and drift across the planet with the vagaries of the wind. Uh, They have sensitive feeler tentacles, uh, which detect warmth and moisture above the normal local levels. This is usually to detect streams, hot springs, and so forth but unfortunately is also sensitive enough to detect the temperature and moisture changes caused by, let's say, a human. (laughs) Oh, good. Just as an example. Just an example. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, When it finds such a place, the floater explodes, scattering its seed pods over a wide area. These seed pods have a diamond-hard outer casing with razor-sharp edges and will scythe through anything within range. Crazy.
1: So it must, like... like forcibly eject during this explosion like it shoots yeah. it out like a grenade
2: yeah like it's filled with something what,
1: hydrogen hydrogen which is yes. very explosive
4: yeah. explosive yeah yes yeah. yeah you could have, like almost weaponize this thing really. yeah just release them yeah. Over, like, your yeah, exactly. or something. Yeah. yeah yeah very cool
2: yeah okay up next we got the myro catcher the myro catcher is a ground hugging vegetation which has roots that are extremely sensitive to vibrations in the ground, such as it might be caused by a wandering anim- or an animal wandering past. It looks innocuous enough when dormant, but when it attacks, because of course it has to attack.
1: Well, naturally it yeah. has to.
2: <laughs> it doesn't want to, it has it to! Has, it has no choice. <laughs> Huge tentacle whips from the many frilled mauls lash out. They carry a paralyzing toxin, which acts almost
1: instantaneously. And then you can only assume that it. my guess is that the animal dies eh. and then as its nutrients soak into the earth below this thing mm. must like, yeah. soak up all the death yeah decay. like th-
2: this one it doesn't sound it like doesn't it has it doesn't say it
1: feeds you know it doesn't have like a I guess it's it has a maw, maw. it has a f- many frilled maws mm. maybe they do chew Okay,
2: good for you tree yeah. don't
1: let us tell you how to you, you do you yeah you <laughs> eat however you want to eat You you frilly maw <laughs> Uh, the next we have pyrospores of Durga 4. At least it's not Durga 3.
2: Mm, never liked the threes.
1: Uh, enigmatic specimens that only seem to flourish in the most extreme of environments, the pyrospores that dot the landscape of the desolate lava world of Durga 4 are a severe obstacle for planetary surveyors and native creatures alike. The large conical fungi... Ooh fungi fungi they emit a combustible vapor that is easily ignited by the volatile lava flows that snake across the planet's surface it's no surprise that these gases often erupt into a gout of searing flame that is quite capable of roasting unfortunate creatures foolish enough to stumble Hmm. too close to the fungi (laughs) oh that's crazy so they are they constantly emitting this or do they only emit it when like they are disturbed hmm
2: yeah,
4: I Same, don't know. it seems that way. Yeah, it's like a defense mechanism.
1: Yeah, uh, appropriately, the genetic material of the spore is quite resilient to high temperatures. This trait has made the use of explosives to clear pathways very unsuccessful. It merely scatters the spore material. Hmm. worse any attempt to destroy or uproot the fungi up close meets with disaster as the pyrospores <laughs> often collapse when they have sustained heavy damage and explode <laughs> in a fiery ball <laughs> as their flammable gases are released en masse and ignite in a horrific death throw crazy yeah um i could see these always leaking too and
2: like you just see the field and you just see like
1: poof, yeah you, you see little like, like it releases the gas and then it it travels and then poofs because yeah. it's it, it ignited or something yeah i could see either i could see it releasing when it has to and then it maybe has a store and it releases yeah. a bunch when it's disturbed or something as a defense mechanism mm. yeah. yeah i feel like if you bumped into it it would just
4: release a bunch yeah because yeah. it yeah. even
1: says when they sustain heavy damage they yeah. explode right so they obviously have some kind of reaction yeah for sure when yeah. you interact with them yeah they look like coral
4: yeah almost. or at least yeah. what
1: this model this person modeled yeah, like them an undersea
4: sponge yeah. or something yeah
1: I like fungi, though, we don't see enough fungi hmm. in uh, 40k in these like herbarium portions. No. It, there's uh, a we lot do of... a lot of orc episodes. though. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> you son of a bitch, got me there. <laughs>
4: yeah, you get a lot of like orcs belong in the herbarium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> oh man, um, why do you eat? want me to do this one? Yeah, or you do it? Okay. Um, wire weeds, uh, many derelict in- industrial plants and functioning authority establishments on Necromunda are defended by belts of biowire. Biowire is a genetically altered cross between plant and mineral originally developed from a death world xenomorph. Hmm. Uh, spores. Locked <laughs> <laughs> on back there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spores from the established biowire patches can drift into the ventilation systems, leaving dense clumps of this dangerous wire in many uninhabited parts of the underhive. Uh, to underhive dwellers, this is known as wireweed. So they're just like, this wireweed is,
1: <clears throat> not, is not a naturally occurring thing. It's the man-made cross between plant and mineral yeah. developed from a Deathworld xenomorph. So there's some creature that had some trait that they wanted.
2: Yeah. But it like it sounds like, like this It's like a GMO. Bio wire <laughs> yeah, still can like spores and reproduce. Yeah.
1: It sounds like now it's yeah. like found a place where it can reproduce
4: and yeah. like spread itself. But originally this is like a
2: yeah, just made thing.
4: up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh it was originally grown as a form of military defense, mm. a sort of living barbed wire. Uh the wire is very tough and regenerates quickly. Its sharp thorns can pierce armor and lacerate exposed flesh to the bone. To make things even worse, uh, wire weed secretes uh, an acidic sap, which reduces those entangled to to bone in mere hours. Jeez. Some would say that's the, the cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty. I mean, it's like a great. Uh, defense yeah uh thing that you can like grow yeah. <laughs> you know yeah
2: it's so cool like bio mineral
4: plant mineral yeah yeah
1: cool that's how we do in 40k mm. we take something crazy and then we make it have acidic <laughs> sap to also <laughs> reduce you to bone space
2: marine acidic <laughs> sap that's right <laughs> why it, it, it spits it from yeah. its mouth <laughs> cool that, that was everything we had for you guys this episode um there's so many cool
1: ones. I yeah. What? Uh, so let's Pokemon battle our plants. <laughs> yeah,
2: Pokemon <laughs> battle plants, of course.
1: Uh, Jordan, what plant are you Pokemon choosing? Uh, the Ripper Whip. Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> Ripper Whip. <laughs> okay, Mark, choose your choose your character. Uh, the duplicator. The duplicator. Yeah. Uh, I am going to pick the. Oh, you guys didn't give me much left, hey. There's a good uh, one still. I am going to... Pyro spores. Pyro spores. Yeah. I'm stuck between pyrospores spores and uh, Kenak floater. Mm. I want to wait till... But I can say <laughs> I wouldn't... It wouldn't explode over you guys because you're just plants and it doesn't eat plants. Yeah. You explode now. You've just shot particles into the duplicators
2: mouth so yeah exactly. i just duplicate a thousand more me. stupid eric stupid exploding all right that's eric. it
1: Pyrospores. Yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna explode all over you guys <laughs> you, bet, you, you better not agitate me i'll release gases no, my. i pretty much am a pyrospore. <laughs> so point. i think what
2: happens is the whipper Whip just kind of j- just moves around and <laughs> fucks with the other two
1: plants i yeah. the crazy thing is 20 meters <laughs> Like what's the range on this thing's tentacles? <laughs> yeah. There's no being safe
4: from it. <laughs> Anyways, the plants are fun. Plants and animals. Take up gardening as a pastime if
2: ever you're in one of your 40k hobby funks.
4: That's... I'll start a YouTube channel called The Grim Dark Gardener. Yeah, oh, that's oh, a that's good, good. Day. Yeah. Holy moly, that would be good. <laughs> I give uh, tips and tricks on how, <laughs> how to trim your. <laughs> <You're a ripper laughs> quick? Your river with. All right, you're gonna want to approach
1: them <laughs> slow. And every episode just ends with you dying yeah. <laughs> as you try to do your gardening, but you're just horrifically killed every time. Yeah, pretty much. That's a good YouTube. YouTube channel <laughs> i would i would enjoy that i would watch that um wow that's that's the end of the episode but before we actually go we want to thank all of our new uh imperial tithers people who yeah. have subscribed to our patreon yeah so i'm just gonna uh, list them all off here thank you to plot guy uh quicklinsky dorfington pappas wagner roy borboa elric nimmo jimmy kd camry Blate, smith Michael, Henry, Anthony, Texas Red 99, branded, Maxime, Miniature Obscura, Sanderson, Kraken Attackin, Caladin <laughs> ah. Stormblessed, Florian, Chaplin Sam, Curry, Cash, Loic, D Goodfellow and uh all right, the last one is Well Fuck Me Raw and Come Up My Bum. <laughs> thank you
2: so much, Well Fuck Me Raw and Come Up My Bum your, for your donation. Yeah, it's greatly appreciated. <laughs>
1: greatly <yanked>. appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, guys, five, boxes, five <laughs> bucks is five bucks. You know? <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs>
1: uh, that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, Jordan, mm-hmm. thank you for hanging out, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah. What, uh, I mean, I, we're pretty much done the episode now. What,
4: uh, what's going on in your podcast world? Oh, not much. Just, uh, still doing the Star Wars podcast, all about, uh, the Star Wars universe, but we mainly focus on legends pre-Disney era of right. Star Wars, so. I, I just went through a whole buttload of Star Wars stuff. Like, oh, I, yeah. I
1: watched <laughs> all nine movies. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I did the, uh, Attack of the Clones, Okay, and all of this was because I was watching Mandalorian, (laughs) and I heard Ahsoka Tano was coming in, and I was like, "Well, I don't know anything about (laughs) Ahsoka." So then, that's how they get you. Yeah, then I did the of the clones, (laughs) and I was like, "Well, now I just want to watch real Star Wars." So I watched all nine movies. Uh, I even listened to a couple of the episodes. I really liked the Darth Sidious one.
4: Oh, yeah. Especially
1: the one where you hear (laughs) about his – like the portion where you hear about his
4: upbringing on Naboo. Yeah. That was really cool because I had no idea. Actually, the book um, that most of the source material for the episode is from is – it's considered to be like one of the best Star Wars books that wasn't like a movie really yeah yeah, the Darth Sidious one Interesting. So, so if people were were interested in getting into like a Star Wars book, that would be a, a good one it's it, it, it's very uh I haven't read it. I've only read like the 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 summary of it sure but uh um sounds like you know very I don't know maybe Machiavellian and Game of Thrones k- kind of thing, you know? Yeah,
1: you, especially when you're explaining Sidious's, like, history and, like, his rebellious phases and his yeah. at odds with his father, but he's from, like, a wealthy family. He just yeah. gets into trouble all the time. But hmm. he's this shadowy figure for all nine Star Wars movies. You don't yeah, know yeah. anything about him other than he is the emperor yeah. right and like oh at one point he was on naboo but you see so very little yeah. of him on yeah.
4: naboo so it was really cool to dive like that yeah. into his history cuz i had no idea yeah well it, it's also kind of interesting cuz i think they pull cuz naboo is very um like sicily italy inspired mm. and so they they kind of pull from like this kind of medici um like niccolo machiavellian did you watch Medi- the medici on netflix no oh uh, I, I, it's good yeah <laughs> i've heard it is okay. but it, yeah it, it it is i think they're they're that's sort of the inspiration i see of uh, palpatine
1: and you kind of see it in their robes too they're like really fancy robes <laughs> that um yeah, yeah, palpatine yeah. wears yeah kind of on episode one you see a lot of him and like his entourage with him it's very much like uh power found in like the small group of people yeah yeah yeah
4: Yeah, but also like palpatine's um uh his like original mentor that he ends up killing that's a whole interesting yeah uh side story too I i think i think it's actually yeah it's one of the coolest stories outside of the movies you know
2: i've heard that um the Skywalker's are not the lead characters of Star Wars, but it's actually Sidious. The Palpatines. The so Palpatines. Uh, don't be stupid, Mark. <laughs> That's what I heard on the street. You know, I'm not trying to start on any. The street. Yeah, I'm not trying to start any fights or
4: nothing. Yeah. But on the corner. You,
2: yeah, where do you land?
4: Yeah. Um, I don't. I haven't really like heard much of that mm. theory, but um. Maybe I'm out of the loop on that, but look, I go into
2: the weird places.
4: I'm not even the weird streets. Disney Disney tried to do like an angle with that with Ray Palpatine, you know. So I
1: know this is a 40k podcast, (laughs) and this is not a Star Wars podcast. But I do have to mention. So I'm watching uh, seven, eight, and nine. And I had only ever seen them once. And I'm trying, when you watch them the first time, you're trying to just be immersed in it and find yeah. things that you enjoy and understand the flow. But on the second watch through, like you're trying to pick things out of the movie. Yeah. And so the first time that Ray ever holds a lightsaber uh, and fights with it, she uses Palpatine's like straight stab. <gasps> so the first time you ever see Palpatine fight, he does that move. Oh. Like in episode I didn't realize that. three.
2: More proof of what I'm saying. So
1: I just thought it was weird because I'm kind watching. Kind of a deep cut, yeah. I'm watching, like, I can't remember exactly whether it's seven or eight, but Christian was telling me that that was before they had ever planned her to be Palpatine's daughter or descendant. But right, yeah. I really d- did. Like, I'm texting may him, he, and I, I'm like, man, I see the similarities yeah. in their fighting style. I, I don't know. Right here. I think He may, said it was just coincidence.
4: Yeah, he uh, – I Abrams maybe had that idea the whole time and he could have just stuck that in in case he needed mm. to uh, connect those dots. Otherwise <laughs> one little and dot. And yeah. It <laughs> might've just been me. Cause for nice. some reason it felt like it was glaring in the sun. I was like,
1: Oh my God, I see yeah. it so I'm clearly right here. <laughs> and I'm Christians like, what the
4: fuck are you looking at? You stupid idiot. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to like, I wouldn't assume. I, I, I know there's not a lot of evidence that, it seems like when they made episode seven, they didn't really have a clear direction on where no, they're going with I that agree. trilogy. I agree. It does not feel that way. Yeah. Seven to eight to nine, it oh, doesn't so feel
1: like, like yeah. one, two, and three feels like a trilogy. Oh, yeah. Four, yeah. five, and six feels like seven, eight, nine.
4: It's so disjointed. It's yeah, it's so disjointed. I'm, I struggled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's yeah, my cool to look movies. at.
1: What did you just say?
2: (laughs) They're my favorite movie.
1: (laughs) I can't even be in the same room as you right now. Disgusting. But anyways, I'm really enjoying Star uh, Star Wars, and I'm really waiting for the text invite to be on the show. <laughs> i sure actually, we'll do it. He actually invited me um, a little while ago. I just happened to have something that day. You want yeah. an
2: invite from Jordan, not from Christian. I do. Yeah, you I want, really do. You want the invite from the person in charge,
4: not the minion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, th- I think we're like all equally in charge. Oh, sure. That's what the person in charge says. Like how Mark and I are both in charge. Yeah, exactly. Equally
1: in charge. Equal, sure. (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's how that works. No, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you could probably cut, like we usually have guests on like our review episodes. I yeah. So. Oh yeah,
1: I'm. I'm. Don't worry about it. But yeah. are you?
4: You're still enjoying doing the podcast? Still having fun? Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely like a lot of work because we do a lot of like pre and post production. So yeah, you yeah. make it sound so good. I really like the music that yeah. you guys put in. Thanks. Yeah. And the little like tidbits
1: of um like quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
4: cool. Yeah. It, but yeah, it, it's hard work, but. Uh, we're gonna, you know, keep doing it for a little while and and see where it goes. But um, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, go check it out. Yeah, Give us know. a five star rating and review. Yeah. <laughs> hey. You guys got a Patreon hey, too? <laughs> you gonna pay us for this ad spot, Jordan? Yeah, we have a Patreon. You can uh, just you can just dump Lorehammer and throw that money our way. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, they
4: also it. accept. Donations
1: of Bitcoin and Dogecoin.
4: No, only Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Only Only the only (laughs) Dogies.
1: Um. Well, it's time. We say our goodbyes
2: once again, my friends. We go home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) I don't know. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next
4: episode. Peace. Bye.